0: This week, my guest is Carolyn Cocalet, founder of Shopware. Sit tight, because you don't want to miss it. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been to any industry event, my guest to you is no stranger. Carolyn Cocolette has the most infectious energy I've come across in my young career here at Ratchet & Wrench. I first met Carolyn at uh, Vision in Kansas City, and ever since then, I've run into her at various industry events, and it's just always been an awesome time. So we've got her on here today to talk about how she created Shopware, a shop management platform for shop owners. She herself is a shop owner founding Luscious Garage back in 2007, which focuses on hybrid repair. So without further ado and delay, here's my interview with Carolyn Cocolette. Hey, Carolyn, welcome to Ratchet & Wrench Radio. Thank you, Chris. It's a pleasure to be here. It is. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, uh, I'm first of all honored to be invited to be on this podcast, uh, and it's always fun talking to you. Let's see my background. So I am the founder and owner of a repair shop in San Francisco called Luscious Garage Hybrid Specialists. We've been doing that since 2007. And out of that business came uh, some new ideas for shop management software. And I founded a shop management software company in 2013 called Shopware, uh, which I'm the current CEO of. So that also keeps me very busy. And then this year I am the state president of the Automotive Service Councils of California or ASCCA. So I wear my industry volunteer hat um, on that side of the house as well. So that's what I'm up to these days.
0: You are very busy. I feel like I see you everywhere.
1: Thank you. Well, I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I love this industry.
0: Oh, and it definitely shows. So let's, let's talk a little bit. So, you know, you're a, you're a shop owner. What was the pain point that made you say there has to be a better way to manage shop workflow?
1: Great question. So when when I started Luscious, it was two thousand seven, and we were focusing on hybrid cars. And you know, it's hard to think back to two thousand seven because it was it was a minute ago. But at that time, you know, the Prius was like the most tech savvy car. It was sort of the poster child of where cars were going and the iPhone had also just landed. So between sort of the, the Prius culture and the iPhone culture and, and you know, environmental stewardship and living in San Francisco, all those things together uh, were an opportunity in my opinion to sort of rethink the auto repair model. So we were thinking, you know, the way we, we talked about that was being uh, green, high-tech and cutting edge. <clears throat> and so when I looked at the software tools <clears throat> available, and this is before you know some of the other new entrants, right? this is this is 2007. This is sort of mostly still in like you know DVI days, which are you know, largely just kind of like band-aiding over existing shop management system gaps, uh, I looked at those and I just said,, yeah, these are just not going to do it. They're not going to present us in the same sophisticated, um, sort of uh, tech savvy way that sh- that the our customers were living in on a daily basis, right? I mean, we wanted to not only attract them to bring their car in, but once they did bring their car, in, I felt strongly about them feeling like this was a space in which they belonged. You know, I wanted them to be able to relax and trust us, and so making that that um, atmosphere inside of the shop resonate with them. Was absolutely critical, and, and that was important too because we were really setting off and 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 you know um, paving a new way. I mean, we were we were we were forging a new frontier, specifically with hybrids, and, and now more more so into EVs. And when you do that, you you know you're hanging a shingle and you're saying we're hybrid specialists. It's easy for people to think, oh, you know, <laughs> sure you are um and so being able to engender people's trust and and convey to them not only in what we said but how we said it uh, our technical competence and our um our care for them was was absolutely foundational to our business so you know fast forward 5 years and and the business had been very successful the shop had been very successful my thinking was, you know, do I want to open more repair shops, or do I want to try and take some of the tools that had worked so well for us in the business and, and offer them to other shops? And the joke is that I thought that that the software business would be a lot easier than running a repair shop. So I like to laugh that you know I'd have forty I'd have forty profitable repair shops by now. Um, but of course, and I'm very proud of, of Shopware and the um, you know features and and. Uh, value that we are able to provide this marketplace of course you know writ large much much larger than just 40 shops so being able to to help shops everywhere and provide them those same highly valuable tools that allowed me to succeed that's obviously uh, I think more important so that was sort of the the reasons behind
0: okay and did you did your shop ever like run fully analog like were you like a paper and pen kind of shop or like spreadsheet kind of shop before, you know, discovering, you know, that you needed something that's more robust?
1: No, I mean, I had worked in several other businesses prior to starting my own business. So I'd worked at shops, uh, a shop in two different shops in Michigan, and then also in, in California and Oakland and in Petaluma. So in all of those different businesses, I had used their legacy systems. I, I was familiar with, uh, we were, we were handwriting actually at the first shop in which I wrenched, uh, it was a, it was a service station on the corner of the stadium and Packard in Ann Arbor. So we started by handwriting, and then in 2000, they switched to uh, Napa Tracks. So it's a very, very early, early version. They were in Napa Auto Care. It's a very early version of Napa Tracks, which, you know, to just get a, you know, give give a, um, a, a tease to Napa Tracks. It's probably the same software that they, they still have today. Uh, anyway, that, that system I was familiar with and then moved on to, to use different systems in other shops. So I was very familiar with sort of what was, what was the, the legacy options that were out there.
0: Why do you think shops can tend to be a little hesitant when it comes to using fully digital management platforms? I know that there are some who'd like to kind of hybrid it and use a little bit of both and some people just prefer sticking to to paper. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I mean, using paper, you know, it's it's a win small to lose big. It is obviously faster to just scribble something down on a piece of paper and push it in front of your customer. Um, It probably takes you, I don't know, 15 seconds to write down break noise, testing 50 bucks. But everything that happens after you write those words down on that piece of paper are going to be much, much more painful, if not impossible for you to manage. So uh, I understand why people do it. They they don't see a value in the savings that they're going to have downstream. And that's actually less common these days. I mean, when, when we were out there talking about this Nine years ago, there were still a lot of people handwriting nowadays, you know, people may be using QuickBooks or other like non-designate, you know, automotive platforms, but still they're usually using some kind of software. Um, I think another one of the barriers is uh, just being intimidated by the platforms, right? Like just not feeling like you're a very good typer or, you know, you've, you've never used the system before and you've got to find the time to learn something new. That's a time barrier. And that's a time barrier for all different kinds of improvements in our shops right like finding the time to hire that service writer so you can get off the counter or finding the time to hire that it's so hard to find technician so that you can get out from under the hood uh, prioritizing that time can be hard as well but but you know independent of sort of the 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 everyday challenges that shops face in the in the new kind of purely software world, it can be very hard to tell which is going to be the Best long-term decision for your business, especially when there are multiple systems out there competing these days. And you know, the best thing you can do is try to you know get demonstrations, demos um, from the ones that you've heard about from your friends, and make sure that you do a pretty good sample size. You know, back in the day when when we were first starting and people were running, you know, either all data or Mitchell or writer or Napa Tracks or Max Tracks. Um, WinWorks, those are probably like the greatest hits. You know, you'd go and get a demonstration from you know, all five or six of those. And today you'd probably get a demo from uh, AutoLeap and ShopMonkey and TechMetric and Shopware. And of course, uh, the folks over at Shopware are really excited to explain to you why uh, we're the best option for your business.
0: Take us to the ground floor. Like Once you had that pain point, once you decided that you wanted to create a software company that benefited shops, what did you do?
1: You know, at the time I was very knowledgeable about the domain, right? I, I was a shop owner. I was a technician. I was a user of the software and I was using something that was um, a, you know, prototype basically for five years. I, I created a system that was called Highspace because it was supposed to be like MySpace for your hybrid, which tells you how long ago this was because it was before Facebook. Um, but that was... Ruby on Rails, uh, cloud-based system that allowed us to write, service, and manage the shop completely in a browser, you know, o- online, and then additionally allowed allowed us to share repair orders with customers so that they could view the work, they could write their own comments, communicate back to us, they could uh, approve work through the application so digitally, uh, not just with like a text message. We we also had built-in text messaging. Um, and then um, they could pay for their services at the end, and they could also log in and view their service history so they could see all of their their repair orders from the past. So the the customer facing component, and again, really promoting that value of enablement to the customer and making them feel that this is their auto repair and that we know what we're talking about and we know technology. Those were all very, very important. Now, um, when it came to starting shopware, those very same things were absolutely essential. So when we started, I actually began with a checklist product. So a, a traditional DBI product. And that's because you know, that was the simplest, um, what's called a minimum viable product or MVP. So it was uh, everything but the, the money, everything but the, the calculations, the dollars and the sales tax. So we did that first and then we added the the calculations for for the money and for the sales tax on afterwards and those inspection uh, sort of tools became, you know, full repair order tools. And being able to share that with the customer was something that we did right away and the the difference between that and what the industry, you know, typically understands and calls a DVI is this interaction component, this idea that you're not just giving the customer a static document that allows them to read something that you then still have to kind of explain and and talk through over the phone. It's really about being able to give them a full-fledged experience to both read and understand what's going on with their car, but also approve that work Uh, check in and see how that work has progressed from, you know, original approval on to completion. And then finally, also to review uh, how it was wrapped up and and ultimately pay. And that's because, and this is a a, a sort of a, a soapbox of mine, is that as a business, as an industry, we do a very good job sort of talking about what's wrong with the car but we don't do a very good job describing how we fixed it and ultimately that is what the customer is paying for Uh, they're not paying for their complaints they're they're you know paying for the assistance that you gave and if you're not able to showcase the details of you know your diagnostic your repairs especially when they're when it's time for them to pay Uh, That is undermining your value. And ultimately, you know, especially in in contemporary uh, driving experiences where the the experience behind the wheel is very digital, you know, the check engine light is either on or off. It's very hard for them to know what you did to get that light to turn off. And so pulling back the curtain, showing them that information, showing them that you are, first of all, a sophisticated business to be able to provide uh, not only the information but the actual repairs. And that you are comfortable sharing that information with them and, and, and giving them that transparency to understand that is a contemporary shopping slash learning experience. I mean, that's what people do every day on social media, on YouTube, on you know, forums, et cetera. They inform themselves, they enable themselves, they make informed purchasing decisions. And we need to be able to provide that in our business as well. So that was sort of that was sort of the the foundational value prop for uh, shopware. The second thing that is very important is being able to relinquish our dependence on manual labor, on other people inside of our businesses. So the two kind of biggest threats to our business, and this is to, to auto repair, are one, the fact that we don't present ourselves well to our clients. That was sort of my first soapbox. The second is that we continue to run our businesses between our ears, right, with the computer on our shoulders. And that is a huge, huge missed opportunity because of all of the innovation that has taken place in technology, in the internet, in cloud. One example is ShockWare's optimizer. So we did not just recreate the parts price matrix so that you can you know, waste a Saturday going in there and you know, fiddle farting with your margins here and there. No, what you're trying to accomplish is hitting a target GP. And so what you do is you tell Shopware this is my target gross profit percentage for parts. If it's 45, it's a 50, if it's 55, it's 60, whatever the number is, you tell the software what you want to get. And then it goes and makes all of the calculations on a daily basis to be able to price your parts for you to then go and achieve that GP. So you are just going to get the GP that you say that you want to get, and you don't have to, you know, go in and micromanage everything, single part you're selling. By the way, you're not going to be able to make those calculations between your ears and your service advisors won't either, which is why you continue to hunt for your GP percentage. And for people who, you know, haven't been on our software, we, we, have, we have this discussion with folks in 20 groups, right? They'll be uh, 20 shops in a 20 group, and <clears throat> of those, say, five are on shopware, and of course, the five that are on shopware are all just getting their, their target parts GP, and I, I've heard the coach say, well, you know, let's talk about why people aren't getting their parts GP, and, you know, five people will raise their hands and saying, well, you know, we're doing it just fine. And they say, oh, well, you're on shopware. You don't count. You know, you've this problem has just gone away for you, and what that ultimately, you know, means for your business is, is tens of thousands of dollars, So, you know, being able to let the tools work for you instead of you working for your tools, that is the second sort of foundational change that Shopware has made.
0: Wow, that's that's awesome. So in a nutshell, you know, on the customer side, it's better customer experience, more transparency for the customer, the ability to share and show the work with the customer. And then on the shop owner side, just higher productivity and bigger profits. That's
1: right. Getting more through your business um, with less payroll.
0: Walk us through the platform, like kind of give us a tour of the platform. Some of the, the key modules that, you know, that, that people get excited about and share, you know, what they do and how they work. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. Yeah, this is a great opportunity, Chris. Thanks for all the questions. You're welcome. So, <clears throat> um, you know, when you, you have an account on shopper, you'll log in, you'll get to see what's going on inside of your location or across multiple locations. So you can visit each of your stores uh, just by selecting a, a different store from the dropdown if you have multiple locations. Um, and then you'll see in real time, sort of out a bird's eye view, where are, where are all the cars in your shop? We have a feature called the Expediter, which underpins both the, the individual sort of what to do's for each one of your technicians and service advisors, right? Like what are my jobs and what do I need to be working on and focused on right now? And then additionally, there's a workflow page that allows you to see all of the jobs across all the individuals in that location, and you'll be able to see, you know, what technicians are clocked into which services, um, if there are parts that need to be ordered, uh, when jobs are transferred between different employees, and whether there's a delay in that employee um, taking that job, which of course gives your advisors the the visibility to be able to go out and say, hey, Joe, I need you to stop working on um, this water pump, and I need you to go do the soil change. Um, So all those things are sort of uh, where you initially land inside the application. You can obviously go in and look at each one of those repair orders and see what's going on, both in terms of the initial inspection and then what repairs are taking place, as well as all of the notes, as well as the um, uh, messenger conversation with the customer. So you can see what's being said between your employees, as well as what's being said uh, with the customer regarding that job. All of that again in real time. And you know you can do that from anywhere. You can do that you know from your phone. you can do that you know if you're on vacation, you you can do that on any device that connects to the internet. Uh, you have a you know, pretty substantial um, parts and, and inventory management uh, branch. So uh, you're driving a Ferrari over there. We've invested a ton in being able to uh, automatically track and, and ultimately respond to inventory quantities, including um, individual jobs that that have parts that need to be ordered. Uh, so we have automatic uh, statuses on all of those things. Um, so uh, lots of the, uh, different integrations. We're very proud to have sort of best-in-class integrations, both for uh, labor and uh, repair information as well as on uh, parts integrations. Uh, and then the two of the things that are particularly exciting uh, for our our users are first of all our cannery, which is what manages your can jobs. In Shopware Land, we allow you to leverage your shops intellectual property ip by which i mean all of the services that you have previously written so you may have had a subaru timing belt job that came in 3 weeks ago and then another subaru rolls in and sure enough it needs a timing belt and you're thinking well gee i just i just wrote this well you do not have to write it from scratch in fact you never have to write services from scratch again because you can quickly search and be able to find anything that you previously wrote. Um, you would just type in the word timing and you would get all of the, the previous timing belts that were hitting on the keyword Subaru and be able to select that, including the one that was the most recent one. Or if you had canned that timing belt job because that was the one that you were you felt represented exactly how you wanted to do that job, that would show up in your canned job list. And that is by year, make, model, and engine size. Both of these things are. So, All services, whether you've promoted them to become canned jobs, or they're just living there as, um, I like to equate these to sort of like, are they recipes uh, for your restaurant or are they plates you served? So if you ever want to go back to the ingredients that you made for a particular plate that you served, uh, hold the anchovies, add the mushrooms, you can go and grab that. Or if you've canned it up and it's become the sort of recipe that you do for, in this case, the timing belt. Grab that, drop it on the RO, and you're good to go. Um, you don't have to rewrite services from scratch. And so being able to manage all that in its own branch is one of certainly the things that our shops are very proud of. And then the second thing to, to call out is our analytics branch. So you know, obviously reporting and being able to know what's going on in your business, your business intelligence is key to your success. Uh, Again, are you working in your business or are you working on your business? And for people who are working on their business, we have a really phenomenal uh, suite of analytics, both a standard dashboard and folks for for multiple locations. But we also have management, um, coaching platform specific dashboards. We have custom dashboards that we can build for you. All sorts of different kinds of things to take a look at your business. So uh, customer analytics, vehicle analytics, Uh, your financials, uh, your technician productivity, what services are most profitable, what services should probably be adjusted or, or, you know, where you might need to go get some training for your folks working on the cars. All that stuff is at your fingertips.
0: That's a Robust software platform you got there. Thank you, Chris. I think so. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, it's funny. We did our ratchet industry survey, as you know, every year. And one of the things Mm -hmm. that comes back is that we have shop owners who say they don't track anything. Like what's mm. the, be- and it's, of course you do you get this whole suite of of data and analytics. So what's the benefit that you can sell people on for tracking, like in terms of like tracking their KPI, tracking on their data, de- tracking their data, just knowing their customers. Like how is that so beneficial for a shop to just know that information?
1: Well, and it can be overwhelming. Just like running a repair shop is non-trivial, right? Like people sort of poo poo auto repair and, and and like to minimize the the challenges that that we face on a daily basis may I like to say that every car is a question mark and every 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 repair is a logistical miracle um you know just as you develop professionally as a shop owner you start with the basics and then you know you go from there I mean the the, the first step is are my technicians busy and then, am I getting the, the most productivity out of the jobs that are in the shop? Right? Am I am I appropriately managing those cars that I'm touching? Um, so getting those cars in front of your techs, making sure those techs are are are, are being efficient and have the, the the tools and the skills they need to be able to work on the cars, and then ultimately turning up the volume right on on the number of cars. That's step one, and and certainly you can look at all those KPIs right at a glance. So you know, what's my car count? What's my total sales? What's my labor versus parts? What's my part-specific uh, GP? And that's sort of the, the bread and water. That's the, that's the starting point. And then when you're ready to go into more detail, um, you can start looking at some of the uh, numbers that are comparing those things to each other, right? So you can look at not only your GP percentages, but you can start looking at um, your technician efficiency. You can start looking at your uh, profitability on individual jobs. You can start dialing your business in terms of, you know, where are the cars that are coming in and where do I want to necessarily market? What customers are the most profitable and what are the customers maybe I should stop trying to pursue? You know, those are all kind of the, the deeper cuts that people get into. And, you know, you'll be able to use our you know, analytics platform as a tool. You can also use our, our support and training information to get, to get more uh, understanding on how to use those tools. So there's different ways to sort of wade in from the shallow end. Uh, the good news is that you're never going to kind of run out of headroom, uh, right? Like if you're going to switch shop management systems, you don't want to have to switch twice. And so picking the system that's going to be with you, not only now, but five years from now, I mean, that's really important because it is disruptive to your business. Um, I mean, it, it it's supposed to be, right? If it didn't change your business, why are you bothering switching software? Uh, so it, it's going to make you uh, change and improve, but making sure that you're getting the most use out of that thing. So we're 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 proud to be able to provide a professional grade platform that's not only cherished by folks with individual shops, but also with folks with with growing empires with multiple shops. You know, we have enterprise clients with over a hundred shops. Uh, so we're here for you. We're here for you today. We're here for you next year. We're here for you five, 10 years from now.
0: That was actually my next question for you. Is just you know we talked about this idea of the, the overwhelm of a software system. Is your shopware scalable? Like can like can I just pick and choose like some of the the smallest components first, and as I grow, I can just add module after module to that to suit my business and tailor fit it.
1: There are different plans, so you can start. We have entry level plan we call Mobile Diag for folks that are so solo operators or out you know doing doing service sublet services for other kinds of jobs. Uh, excuse me. Other kinds of shops, and then we have uh, startup, journey, and master. So each of those uh, plans—startup, journey, or master—have uh, different components that are included in them, going from you know fewer components to uh, everything in, in the kitchen sink on the master plan. And then within those, there are a la carte. You can basically, uh, if you've light, if you're on startup and you want some of the stuff that's in journey, you can add those on. So it's completely flexible. And then we also have optimized pricing for folks that want to do uh, six or 12 months. You don't have to necessarily buy in advance, but if you are ready to buy in advance or you want to renew, uh, you can get some savings on top of those. So there's lots of different uh, dimensions to the actual um, subscriptions and features. So it can be very flexible for you.
0: So in a very generic sense, you know, all things being equal, if I'm a shop owner and I'm looking to explore Shop management software. What, what what would you say are the key things I need to look for as a shop manager, as a shop owner? Mm. Sorry.
1: Shopping for software can be a lot like you know going down the toy aisle, and you know we parents have talked about this where you know you you bought the loudest toy in the toy aisle because it got your it got your attention, uh, and then you're left listening to that very loud toy you know getting that button pressed by your <laughs> by your child. <laughs> Uh, indefinitely until it drives you crazy, and then somehow the batteries have gone missing on it. So, it, you know, it's very easy to sort of be wowed by, wow, look at all of this stuff on this screen. And, you know, ultimately, all of those things are a cost to you. Like we were talking about earlier, this idea that we're running our shops between our ears. And when you look at a screen with a ton of buttons all over it, your brain, is having to make a decision about which button you need to press and that's that's honestly the paradigm of the legacy systems that didn't have you know contemporary user interface browser based user experience ux uh, components that allowed you to to layer functionality and basically only interface with the functionality you need at that time and they do that they you know sort of puke all of this stuff on the screen because they want you to be impressed and think oh wow you know this software is really fancy uh, i'm gonna buy this one well no it, you're, you're ultimately just sort of committing yourself to a lot of extra work and a lot of extra pain going forward you know, the, the again if, if the tool is working for you and you're not working for the tool it should be taking those decisions away right the system should be clean it should be calm it should allow you to focus on what's important which is you know either delighting that customer or fixing that car and we're you know happy to talk you, you through that. That's where having a, a demo with a product expert is essential. And so we can certainly talk you through it. Now, running a repair shop and, and the corresponding software to do it is non-trivial, right? I mean, fixing cars and running repair shops is complicated. And so there's a lot to look at. And there's a lot to get to know. Uh, we usually schedule one demo to sort of walk you through and answer your initial questions. And then... Additionally, take some deep dives um, beyond that. So we'll probably schedule a follow-up to talk about what specifically is going on and make sure that that the components that we have can can meet your needs. And that kind of personalized service to really understand how this is going to fit your business is another thing that you should absolutely expect. Um, and that, that's not just a shopping experience. I mean, that's a reflection of, does this company actually care about your success, right? It's not really about the software. It's about, does this thing improve your business? And again, not just improving your business today a little bit. It's improving your business a lot to justify the transition and not having to make that transition again anytime soon. Um, So that's that's an important decision to make. And that's going to be one that uh, a company that really understands you and your business and has taken the time to build thoughtful tools will ultimately walk you through.
0: Awesome, great. And so what do you absolutely love about helping your fellow shop owners?
1: Yeah, I'm particularly passionate about technicians and skilled labor. Um, you know, we're a business that runs on the backs of technicians, right? Those are the, the folks that actually do the work that, that pays the bills. And the, the fact that we have such a, a terrific skilled labor shortage isn't a mystery. It's because we do not pay these people enough. And the reason why we don't pay these people enough is because we're not charging enough. And the reason we're not charging enough is because we're not doing very a very good job communicating our value. If we can appropriately carry the message around why this service is valuable and why you should pay ultimately what it's worth uh, for that job, that is, Existential for our business. That is the adapt or die moment for us. Which is ultimately, can we stay profitable and let our our folks and those folks' families be profitable and be rewarded for all of their good work? That's that's what gets me up in the morning, and and that's one of the reasons why we take the delivery of these tools so seriously. Is that it's not just about you know selling about a bunch of software. It's about you know ultimately really changing the lives of the people that do this do this work and being able to do it, not just, you know, again today, but, but for the long haul, right? Like self-driving cars, aren't going to be self-fixing cars. We got to get those self-driving cars to self-drive into our repair shops. And that's not going to happen by you answering the phone. That's going to happen by you being on a sophisticated network of shops and the platform that runs that network of shops. And ultimately that's what Shopware represents.
0: Awesome. And so how can you be reached by interested shop owners who may be listening to this podcast right now who may want to peek under the hood at Shopware?
1: A- absolutely. Well, you should, you should open up your web browser and you should type in GetShopware, getshopware dot GetShopware.com, Get uh, sign up for a demo. And one of our caring professionals will reach out to you and start um, asking you what's important to your business.
0: Awesome. Well, Carolyn, always a pleasure talking to you.
1: Chris, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you again for the invitation.
0: Absolutely. And thank you for your time. And we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Talk to you soon. Take care.
0: And that'll do it for us here today at Ratchet & Rinch Radio. May the rest of your day be the best of your day. And we'll see you next week.